Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution. Great to have you with us. We've been talking about some great topics recently, relevant topics from a biblical worldview. So your feedback has been super Super much appreciated. I, I have uh, John Straparo back with me from Outside Church Nianity, a great podcast. Excited to have him with us. And uh, we have a, a fun topic today that I'm sure will raise some eyebrows, uh, maybe ruffle some feathers, but in a good way, because we want to talk about how, as men and women of faith, we can be uh, effective and also um be a, a godly example in these chaotic days. And these are chaotic days. These are days when we're seeing things happen that uh, we would never even dream about maybe ever happening. You know, I think even, um, you know, talking with a young man recently, you know, just thinking the America that we grew up in is going to be a different America that they grow up in. But I think as the Christian, we have a purpose and we have a uh, a, a tremendous responsibility to not be conformists. And that's what I want to talk about today, about this great word distinction, distinction. And it's just great to have you, John, with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to have you back. I mean, the last cast we did was really good. And um, I know you're stirred up about this subject. Uh, <laughs> I think I have to like tape him to the seat here. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> when, I, when we started talking about it, I was like, yes, I'm definitely, I will put everything in life on hold just to make this happen. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome. And I love what God's doing with your podcast, Outside Churchianity. How's that going, by the way? It's going great. Uh, me, my co-host and I, you know, we, we spent years just doing conversation, building each other up in our faith and in the word and in the body and it, we came. We came to a realization that we should probably record some of these conversations, so somebody else might be able to be built up from it. So we're spending lots of time working on it and making it as good as we can because we love what we do. Mm. You know, it's it, it, it's what we'll do in eternity. We'll talk about Christ, won't we? We'll learn of Him. We'll talk about Him. We'll praise Him. Well, He will be the focus. So we, as it is on earth, you know, we want it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And the more we can do it, the better. We should do it all the more as the days grow darker, right? As yeah. the time comes, it's we, we have to be salt and light. So that's why we do it. Yeah, there's a lot of talking heads out there, a lot of, lot of, lot of podcasts. I mean, there's been a tremendous uh, upswing of lots mm -hmm. of people, you know, doing their casts. Uh, but there's a distinction, like I think of 1 Corinthians 14, 8, the certain sound, mm. uh, will the army move unless there's a certain sound? There's yeah. a distinction. There's something that's not, that it's, it's something unique, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that maybe you don't hear or see every day. And as believers, we may be in our little bubbles, but as we step out into the world and exercise our faith, exercise the truths that we've been hearing Wow, it's amazing the response and the contrast that mm -hmm. we see. So when we think about these words conformity, I mean, we're really seeing that in our world where there's that herd mentality. Mm -hmm. There's this just shut up, don't have any type of feedback. Actually, we don't want to hear your whining. Mm -hmm. Just follow, follow the lie in so many words. And uh, that's that's like really against our grain, isn't it? As as men, as Christians, absolutely. I mean, that's what started the Revolutionary War. Hmm. Like, we're we're not going to let some guy sitting in a big chair 
5,000 miles away tell us how we're going to grow our potatoes. Mm. We're not doing that. How, how, what? Just because you sent a bunch of guys in Redcoats over here doesn't mean we're going to listen either. Mm. We're going to kick them out of here because this is our land. This is why we came here. And, you know, uh, my sheep hear my voice. And that's the voice that we should be listening to. Mm-hmm. Not the talking heads. Not all of the conventional wisdom sayers. Are you, are you a soothsayer or a gainsayer? Or are you preaching the gospel? Are you saying what God is saying? Mm. And I don't want to put my my name on the list with those sayers, those soothsayers and gainsayers. I want my name to be on the list of the gospel, of truth, of faith towards Christ and what he has done, and staying hidden in the body of Christ. And anything outside of that, anything extra of that, is something that can very easily lead me away, like it says in Jude 11. You know, it's, it's, you know, even people that are sitting and eating with us sometimes have a different voice. Yeah. And if you don't speak up when you hear something that's not quite right, it has a slightly different sound. Their opinion can creep into your thinking and change your thinking. So I want to constantly be transformed by the renewing of my mind through the word of God. Mm. So that when I hear that false, even if it's just a false spirit, They may be speaking truth, but it may not be God's truth. You see what I'm saying? So you can, it's like we talk about the banker that touches millions of dollars worth of real money. And then that one bill that comes in, they they don't even have to see it. Mm. Their fingertips tell them. And that when we get so used to hearing truth from the Bible, when there's that thing that you hear, that's kind of a little shady and it kind of sounds right, but something's not right here. That's what we need. And you only get that by being sanctified, by getting the mind of Christ, right? Not conforming to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the Bible and through the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And that's that's really where we have to be because the devil is clever, isn't he? Yeah. It's insidious how clever he is. He is certainly busy. He is seeking who he may swallow whole, as that word devour means. You know, it's interesting you talk about our history a little bit. It's uh, the courage to say no, the courage Mm -hmm. to say, wait a minute, that's not how we believe. I mean, I think a lot of the church, not to be a critical agent, but just many have uh, embraced the party line of Mm -hmm. we're in this all together. You know, we should uh, back off um, keep our churches closed. They're saying that out of 10 churches that close, only three reopen. So you can just imagine the, the condition of our country as, as that just compounds. But, but think of this word distinction, like God's given us a uniqueness. He's given us something that's exact in it. And I think as we grow in our faith, it's going to become more and more obvious. Mm-hmm. The devil's going to be pushed back more and more hard. And Romans 12, one, a verse that, and two is, you just quoted it. Uh, again, he's saying to be a living sacrifice. And that, that's a, that's a distinctive statement. Like, mm-hmm. A sacrifice is typically dead, but we're seeing mm. we're a living sacrifice, which means we're dead to self and alive to God. And what does that really mean in our day and age is like my life is not my own. My time is not my own. My money is not my own, but it's really surrendered to God. You know, one brother said this to me yesterday. He said, typically people only surrender when they're defeated. Mm. Yeah, huh. right. Yeah. But surrender for the believer is that distinctive point that defining moment where it's no longer I that live from the Christ. beginning when your your ministry starts when you surrender hmm. 
once you've surrendered to God's will, then now you've got ministry and, and God points you in the direction he wants you to go. Because mm. anything else is just willfulness, right? If you're just willfully doing your own thing. You haven't surrendered. You have no assurance in your heart that you're right where God wants you to be. Are you in the precise will of God in that situation? You know, you brought up the devil, you know, and he, when we're kids, the devil's scary, right? Isn't he? He's, he's pretty scary to us because he's kind of an unknown, right? But the older we get, the more we just recognize that he's nothing more than a propagandist. Mm. That's all he is. So he's convinced the world system to become the same thing. Mm. So if we can just not listen to their noise and listen to the gospel, how much better is that for our soul? And it becomes a filter for everything that we hear. If we're not filtering everything that we hear through the cross, you know, once it goes through the cross, the, the, the bad stuff doesn't come out, right? It's gone. It's filtered. We only get the real truth behind it. So that's what, that's where we have to endeavor to constantly be filtering everything through the cross and not believe in the devil's propaganda. He's always got a tiny little smidgen of truth in everything he does, right? Because it's going to sound like, oh, it kind of sounds true, right? But it's not. He just drops that little bit in there. But what happens when you have clean water? It's clear. Hmm. But if you take a just the tiniest drop of food coloring and drop it in there, it taints everything. And if we are surrounding ourselves with people who have that kind of just that slight taint of the world's discussion, into what we're doing, it will eventually, maybe not right away, but weeks, months, years down the road, you find yourself in a very bad place in your thinking, in your life, and you find yourself not anywhere near where you thought you would be in life. It's amazing those little things can really uh, be big things. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at what Paul says in 12 too. He says, do not be conformed, do not duplicate, do not replicate the world, right? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think you and I were saying that that we're being changed from the inside out by an outward or an outside source. And in the believer's life, what we draw near to, uh, what we listen to, what we look at, what we um, what we're around either corrupts us or it builds courage. Sure. And I think in an age of conformity, uh, we know this in the one world church, that ecumenicalism, you know, oh, you know, we just got to be all lovey dovey and go throw, along to get along kind of thing. Yeah. And throw out truth. Yeah. Shipwrecked. Yeah. It's like, OK, what's our message? What's our what's our backbone? And the devil has a great advantage when truth is is subtracted. And now it's all about, you know, just having this nice uh, country club type atmosphere when actually Christians are made for war. We're actually born for battle. Mm -hmm. And um, you mentioned propaganda. We just did an interesting cast on that where information is skewed for a personal pretense mm -hmm. or a personal agenda. And it's 1310 of Acts says that Satan perverts the ways of God. And another in Jude, it, it also says this, it says that that grace is perverted. It's like the devil just loves to just tweak Twist it a little it, bit. Just a touch. But let me ask you this distinction. Uh, you were in the military, yeah. right? And yeah men of distinction. How would you translate that word as a believer, as someone listening to our cast, like they're working, they're raising a family, they're, maybe they're single. Mm. How do we have distinction so we don't just be the be like the blind that leads the blind into a pit? Well, I, I honestly, like in the military, we were always looking to the people that were distinguished. And it was typically the drill instructor. 
or the captain or the general. He had all of his ducks in a row. He had integrity. You knew that when the chips were down, that's the guy you follow. That's distinction. You're separate. You're different. There's something extra about you. And I think if we can endeavor to live like Christ, we are dis- distinguished. We are very different in this world and more so this day. The devil's making it easier for us as men of God because he's bringing the means, the line of all men in the, on the earth down, isn't he? Mm. He's making everyone very base. But if you're a born-again Christian who is receiving from God on a daily base, basis, we look like we're rising. No, it's just the rest of the world is sinking. Huh. So we naturally become distinguished because we have the word of God, we have grace, we have the finished work. So w- to put that into practice, we should always endeavor to outdo each other in love, in kindness, in good deeds. Whether they're a Christian or they're not, that's not the point. We should always be endeavoring to outdo each other in goodness and kindness and love. And when when you do that on a consistent basis with your neighbors, your coworkers, you become distinguished. You don't have to do that. It's not even something that you put on. People respect you because they know you care. They know there's something about you that's different. Then what they see is a tragedy come into your life and you're not scared. You're not worried. You're not freaking out. You're not reacting poorly. And then they eventually they want to come to you and say, why are you so calm? Mm. You become distinguished because you're listening to the Holy Spirit. And you have faith and there's no fear. So it's not even something that we necessarily have to put on. It just is who we become. The more we go through this sanctification process, the more we are distinguished from the rest of the group. Like the red aren't the, the red apple in a group of green ones. Yeah. You don't have to go. It's not hard, right? It's just a, it's a different thing. But if you have a thousand greens and one red, the, your eye will see the red one immediately. It's the first thing you see. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be salt and light. We're supposed to add flavor and we're supposed to give light to, to lead men and women and children towards God, towards the gospel, towards the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is a very distinguishing thing because the world's telling us we have to close the church, that we don't have to listen to the pastor. We just have to listen to the guy on the, the newscast, <laughs> right? That guy knows better than all of us. Yeah, like tell us what to do. Don't make us think. Don't let you know. Let's forget our critical thinking. Yeah, for but if, sure. If you're if you have two brain cells, even if if one's blinking and the other one's like flickering, it's like come on. I mean, we're living in chaotic and ridiculous days. I mean, uh, you know. But but think about this distinction. We're we're operating or our our cadences to a different drum. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a big thing to kind of. Um, say that you know even to the 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 um the transgender mm. or this whole uh, alternative lifestyle they're offended by heterosexual relationships so does that mean i have we have to change our ourselves to appease them i mean this whole idea of conformity is never ending it's yeah, never right. ending it's You're like right. my feelings and my rights and and uh cuz it, it they're constantly moving the post yeah. You're never going to be able to appease them. And the moment you disagree with them, they will cast you out. So that's a weird way to live, to mm-hmm. worry about like the slightest little thing I could say or do. I'm going to be out. 
Well, who cares? Live by truth. Live by the moral and spiritual compass that is the Bible. And don't worry about what they're saying and doing. Because they will be shown to be the fools that they are. They're of their father, the devil. Mm. Why do I care what the devil has to say today? Turn off CNN. Turn them all off. Stop listening to them. I don't need a pep rally for the devil in my ears today. I don't need to know what (laughs) successes the devil had today. I don't care about his victories. I am way more interested in what God is doing. What's God's heart today? There are enough hungry people within a mile of me right now that I don't have to worry about what what kind of successes the devil had today. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think we can get all wrapped up in our emotions. I was talking with one of our pastors in Canada, and he was saying that if you're caught shaking another person's hand, it's an $800 fine. I mean, think about that all. Yeah. Think of the absurdity of that. I mean, is that all? all? I mean, God forbid if you kiss somebody, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's like, I I just thought to myself, like, this is uh, pure, um, not only hysteria, but insanity, but, but as the believer, our distinction is okay. The devil will do what he's going to do, but we were avenged disobedience with obedience. We're focused, we're following. And that's what Paul is saying here, the renewing of our mind. And and I love the illustration of the caterpillar, right? There's the caterpillar and then he's metamorphosed or he's changing into a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And uh, how does that process happen that uh, in crisis, there is a process for us to grow? In crisis, there's a process for us to gain wisdom. Mm. And I don't know about you. I feel like um, you know, I feel like time and, and, and evil is escalating. So it's like we need to be wise as serpents and harmless or innocent as a dove. How is how has this season changed you and stirred you up just this whole time we're in? Uh, I would have to say that if I had some shred of um, wanting to be diplomatic 18 months ago, that's gone. Because I'm literally seeing freedom and liberty dying and not just in this country, but the world over. And it it will bleed into the spiritual. I think all I believe all things are spiritual at its core anyways. I I don't see that there's a separation, but the, the devil wants to take our freedom away. He does it with alcohol. He does it with drugs. He does it with sex. He does it with whatever he can use. And, you know, thank God that we don't have it the way Canada does. I mean, it's uh, they've actually said now in America that we don't have to wear a mask in a restaurant. I mean, thank you so much (laughs) that we can thank you for allowing us our freedoms again. I just hope that nobody screws it up. Really? That's, that's my, are you being sarcastic? Just a little. (laughs) I want our audience to catch that because John is like, I mean, like we would even thank them for our rights. There are people thanking our betters, our betters, quote unquote, for letting us go to a restaurant again and not have to wear a mask from the eight feet from the front door to the table. Yeah. Thank you so much for oh, letting didn't that you, Yeah. Didn't you know that COVID is, it, you know, it's, it's your, you, you can be a danger if you're walking, but once you sit at that table, oh, yeah. if you're standing, you're contagious. <laughs> if you're sitting, it's safe. I just totally listened to safe. a convention with a bunch of doctors. Oh man, this is not the time for that, but <laughs> it is so absurd on so many levels, but distinction. I, I think mm. of men and women of God that just gave, have given and are gave their life to Christ. There's a uniqueness about them there. You know, the Gothic person on the street, black nails, black hair, black, whatever. And it's like their, their distinction is based in rebellion. Our distinction is we're being conformed to the image of Christ. I mean, 
that conformity is we want to be more like Christ. The Gothic person or the Satanist or whatever the rebellion is, it's like, oh, I want to be more like, like, uh, different than norm in society. I want to be the, I want to be my own God. Yeah. And I think, I think we have to be, we have to kind of like recognize what distinction or direction we're going to go here. Cause being conformed to the image of Christ is exactly that we're loving, kind, Mm -hmm. patient, prayerful. Um, and Christ is our source, you know, but to just kind of like blindly, you know, our pastor was saying about being a thinking Christian, being Mm -hmm. a Christian with content, um, you know, these are days and age when, when maybe we're the contrary voice, maybe, yeah. and you know, the ship is going down and on the t- Titanic and they're still playing the playing music. The music. It's like, hello. Well, they look good while they were doing it. Right. <laughs> they still had their tuxes on. So they look good going down. No, I'll drop the tux and the instrument and I'll hop out of the boat. I mean, I'm not going down with the ship, mm. but you know, you brought up the Gothic person on the street. I, I don't even, a lot of times when I see someone like that, I see that as deep, deep pain. Mm-hmm. And this is how they're expressing that pain because they are crying out for something to love them. And they think they can get it from the world, the devil, music, drugs, whatever. They're going to do whatever they have to, to somehow make this ache go away. And I think a lot of times people that I've talked to that were kind of in that those are the ones that are the closest because they're kind of at the end of themselves. Yeah. They've kind of gone through everything they can go through. And now this is the last thing I'm going to try. And if this identity doesn't work for me, I'm going to end myself. Like mm-hmm. there, a lot of those people are like so close to like, I've, I'm giving up on life altogether. I go right to people like that because I know they're so close to being able to receive truth because they've tried everything else. They didn't start there. How many six-year-olds start there, right? Hmm. They've gone through so many things in their life and they finally come to this thing. And then that's when the devil comes in and tries to get them to maybe come to a satanic ritual or all these different things because they're so ripe for the picking. They're there. They have almost no defenses. They're willing to take anything that they're given. And those are the people that I want to go and find because they're easy for us too. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can like really work that hard. When he gets in there and you give them love, real love, that God doesn't give a rip about your black hair and your nails and your piercings and your tattoos. None of that matters. Jesus Christ had prostitutes around him. Mm. He did not care about that. He wanted your heart. And if you'll just give him a little sliver of space to let him in, he can take that weight of pain and that burden away. And that's what we have to get to people. Mm. And now with people that have been parked in their house for 16 months, there's a lot more people to find in that kind of world. They're all hurting. They're all alone. They're all sick. Their bodies are failing. They're not getting sunshine. They're depressed. They've got six different prescriptions trying to keep their moods good. We got to go out and find these people. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just thinking of that Gothic person, I mean, they are just broken. Actually, we're all broken. Our default, of course, our default mechanism is we're all broken. We just hide it better than others. And I I just think like, what is the message? We have the good news, the gospel. We're not judging or like Mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, I'm better than that person. Of course not. 
but it can happen like our distinction like what do we identify with okay the gothic persons i try is really identifying with their pain Mm -hmm. or some mood of culture but as the believer we're identifying with a cross we're identifying with the gospel we're identifying with um truth and i just think that this distinction as we near the rapture things are going to grow and duplication versus transformation you know the butterfly looks nothing like the uh the caterpillar mm-hmm. but the butterfly that nature was in the caterpillar mm-hmm. and i just think as we are pressed and pushed and prodded and uh trying to feed being being fed the lie the more the butterfly christ we can mm-hmm. say that distinction comes out yeah the spirit comes out yeah the holy spirit yes yeah. that's it that's everyone words comes out yeah so maybe we don't yeah we don't laugh at the stupid joke and we say you know what um yeah like in barnes and noble they have this big uh display of of a transgender a boy becoming a girl it's like yeah, okay great. it's like okay maybe i don't shop at at, at um, barnes and nobles anymore right and yeah. maybe i say something say hey listen you're trying to appease everybody but actually you're in bed with the devil that's offensive to me does it but it's interesting i think as mm-hmm. we understand this in pre-war or post-war germany well actually during the war in germany is that the the Christian or the Jew was was kind of blamed for their trouble. And it's like you become the problem, I become the problem. Yeah, deflection, deflection. But actually, in distinction, it's like, hey, we're confident, we're pleasing God, and the world can go on their merry-go-round. And yeah, and it's disastrous. The, the distinguished person who knows he's right before his God doesn't have to deflect anything. And if someone attacks me, if someone doesn't like what I'm doing, if someone doesn't like what I'm saying, if it's all coming straight out of the word of God, what do I have to worry about? It doesn't mean anything. All that noise that they're throwing at me means nothing. Mm. You're not attacking me. You're attacking the creator of the universe, the one who laid his own life down on the cross. You're not attacking me. It's not a personal thing. You hate God. You hate Christ. And you know you're going to hell, devil. So that's why you're making all this noise, because you know you've got a few moments left in human history where you're going to have any effect over humanity, and then your time is done. You're going to be chained up forever. And that's what we're hearing and seeing. Yeah, he's such a a lunatic right now. He's a propagandist is all he is. (laughs) He's a a deceiver to those that don't have content, to those that are not thinking, those are not. Again, he's detaching people from the family of Mm -hmm. God, the pulpit. Um, someone may say, oh, I have my own Bible, I have my own walk, and that's great. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Private so, interpretation is a terrible thing. Isn't that a big deal? It's so bad for you. You're supposed to hear the word of God. It's a triple salutation. Oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear the word of God. Yeah. That's a different thing. That denotes that someone else is reading the word out loud and I am listening and receiving. So I'm not in my little closet hiding away, doing my own thing and making the word of God say what I want it to say so that I can get to where I want to ultimately be. I have to sit down and submit to the word of God so that it can change me, so that it can rewire my thinking so that I can end up where God wants me to be. Exactly. Huge difference. And we can't do that alone. No, of course not. Yeah, we're going to heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know the depths of it? We can't even know that depth of how wicked we are. I mean, selective hearing, sure. um, skipping over verses, moods of oh, what I think I need today. But I, I think I want this, but I don't really know what I need. God's mm-hmm. like, you need the cross. It's like, oh, I don't want the cross. I want, like Tozier says, I want the shiny cross that 
causes me to avoid death. Yeah, but we Jesus don't want the said, old rugged cross, do we? The old rugged cross is when there's a death and a resurrection. You know, Paul says in 14.4 of Romans, who are you to judge another man's servant to his own master? He stands or fall. Mm. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. So, so John, let me just ask you this. So in the day and age we're living in, uh, we're saying, do not be weary in well-doing because we're doing it under the Lord. But let's say, you know, the devil likes to wear out the saints, right? Sure. He likes to kind of just be that big mouth in Daniel 7, 25. What would you say to our listening audience today that would encourage them to have distinction, be 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 a non-conformist? Jesus wasn't a conformist. That's right. Jesus was, Jesus was up in everyone's business because yeah. he talked to the heart and mm. didn't conform to the culture of the day. What would you say to somebody that's kind of tired or confused and they're a Christian, they're kind of saying, well, you know, it's just easier if I just kind of go with the flow mm. and oh, I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to offend that person. And we have this, this nomenclature yeah. party line of like, oh, we're all in this together. And what would you say to somebody that, that would help them in, in distinction? Jesus was the rock of offense. He was the stone that they rejected. He was a friend of publicans and sinners. The Pharisees and the Sadducees hated him. He didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. So if our heart is to go after the sick and to forget about the self-righteous and to love our God and to love our neighbor, and to feed our neighbor and to pray for our neighbor, what else, what else is there? And I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, a temporal feeding. I'm talking about spiritual feeding, the word of God, encouragement, grace, and mercy. If you love your God and you love your neighbor, isn't that the whole law? Yes. Can't it just be that simple? <laughs> Does it have to be difficult? You don't have to go far in this life to find someone that just needs to be loved with God's love, not my love. Yeah. With the love of Christ that says, it does not matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you look like. Christ died for you. Mm. He gave himself up for you. And when that happened, it pleased God to bruise him so that he could receive us. So he's going to do everything. He's going to move heaven and earth for us. Wow. Think about this. I just remembered this. Uh, I was talking with someone that's really steeped in social justice. They say, oh, I don't read the Bible because it was written by a bunch of white guys a bunch, a bunch of years ago. And uh, first of all, there's so many wrong state. There's so many wrong <laughs> things. Every were, word in that yeah, sentence is totally completely wrong. wrong. Sure. But the distinction of the Bible is it's going to be unpopular, but it's truth. Yeah, right. It's going to, you know, the Bible written over 1400 years by 40 different authors authors and if you put it on a computer the symmetry and the the unity of it it literally says that only one author wrote this book so it's like this bible mm -hmm. is going to offend the flesh but it's also going to save our life yeah. and it's like the demonstration or the action as you mentioned it will be selfless that'll yeah. be our distinction we'll without be, gain we're, yeah we're not going to be selfish we'll mm -hmm. be selfless and that can't happen unless there's a transformation. Um, yeah. And I just think as our nation, you were joking earlier about, thank you so much for allowing us to eat our food without a mask. You know, just like I, in my spirit, I feel like I'm, I'm in the right sense rebelling because we understand as men, 
I mean, our nation, as we grew up in it, you and I are almost the same age, I think, like yep. just thinking that we had this beautiful prosperity and freedom. And will our children have that same prosperity and freedom? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Not if we don't step up and speak truth. So if there's not a contrary voice, mm -hmm. not from ourselves, but from another kingdom, yeah. another authority, then things will just like there'll be no resistance and mm. the move. And this is how it happened when uh, when when Hitler took over Europe. A lot of countries just kind of laid down their arms. Yeah. And right. you know what? Uh, unopposed. Yeah. And Incredible, it's incredible, like, right? It's like not that we have to, uh, you know, be a. Uh, a revolutionist, but I think in no. our faith, we have, we cannot be, a, we cannot be a conformist. Yeah. Like in Jude 11, uh, just real quick, what sorrow awaits them for they follow in the footsteps of Cain who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves they are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain to the land. We don't want to be surrounded by that. Mm. We can't be surrounded by shepherds who don't care about the sheep. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be under the shade of a cloud that never rains. You know, so we have to be careful about the voices we're listening to and the people that are around us because they will speak half truths and they will seem like truth eventually we'll start to swallow the half truths. Yeah. If we're uneducated, if we're not paying attention. Yeah. So we really need to get in the word as much as humanly possible. And we need to get around the body all the time, every day, if you can do it mm -hmm. and, and get used to the right currency, the, mm -hmm. the heavenly currency, the truth and the grace and the mercy of God. So that when you hear a false falsehood or you hear a voice, that's not quite right. You'll know exactly that you're hearing something that is not of God. And then you just dismiss it. You don't absorb it. You don't take it in because it can infect you. Yeah. John, I just think in the last couple of moments here, like, let's be a God pleaser, not mm -hmm. be a man pleaser. Sure. Let's hold forth to the proven landmarks of the Bible. Is it going to be popular? No. Let's make a decision not to be afraid of men. The fear of man is a snare. Sure. Uh, life, it's life and death, uh, physical and spiritual. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think uh, we need courage and boldness in these days to have be men of distinction. We're nothing but a bag of bones and sure. dust, but but it's the power of God in us. And to um, not just say, oh, you know, we'll just let that go and just silent consent, which is even worse. Yeah. But now it's like, no, this doesn't honor God. So we understand that. We have freedoms, but not freedoms of consequence. You know, yeah. we will pay that price. but. Liberty is not licentiousness. There are two very huge distinctions in those two words. Yes, you are free to do whatever you want, but that does not give you the freedom to be licentious mm. because one leads to death, doesn't it? Uh, the thing that worries me is that it, we may seem like we're speaking about what's going on in our world today, and maybe we're being a little hyperbolic about the effects of what's happening. But let's just imagine where our children are in 20 years. Will there be someone standing over them with a sword telling them to deny Christ in our neighborhoods? Mm -hmm. Because we allowed this infection to come in and we let year after year after year go without standing up against lies and for truth. 
I am, I will be dead and in an unmarked grave in a field somewhere before someone comes and tells my daughter that she has to deny Christ in my country, in my land. That's how it's going to go down. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm mm. just not. Because truth cannot fall in the streets while I'm standing on the same street. I'm not going <laughs> to let it happen. It may fall in the streets in another town in another place somewhere. But if I'm here now and it's falling in the street, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to clean it off and I'm going to show you why truth is the only way to go. That's an amazing verse, too. And it says the justice stands afar off. You're looking at it, but not really saying anything, oh, right? I mean, so if truth is not lifted up and we've been seeing this the last 16 months in our country, even just with riots and all this. Uh, What's their slogan? The mob mentality. It's like even the justice that they that they want it's still far from them because the truth of the matter is still being missed yeah no justice no peace so what are we looking forward to that we won't have justice and we'll have no peace yeah so we have to fight for truth but we have to know what we believe we have to know what truth is and the only way you can get there is through the bible reading it masticating it really getting into it, chewing the cud, swallowing it, bringing it back up, chewing on it some more, allowing the Holy Spirit to change our minds about something, mm. you know, giving the Holy Spirit free reign to change us and to transform us mm. into his mind and into his thoughts on an issue. And and I'm not going to let truth fall on the streets while I'm standing around anywhere near falsehood and lies. That's beautiful. I think it's Proverbs 25 or 29 or one of those that's an awesome verse to look up. I think it's 25, 11 or 25, 25. Anyway, just thinking with you on that, like by the grace of God, when that confrontation comes, we don't back down in 20, yeah. 24, 10 of Proverbs. But, but if we're, if we have intimacy with God, we're not intimidated by man, For sure, you know, but why fear men when they can only hurt the body, fear God who can harm the body and the soul. There it is. There I'm it is. way more worried about what God thinks about what I'm doing and what I'm saying than the people out on the streets that don't know anything yet. Yeah. Their spirits are dead. You know, they're just like lost out there. And aren't we watchmen? Everyone, everyone that's listening to this cast today, you are a watchman. And maybe not everyone is coming to your same conclusions, but you are awake. You are thinking with God. You are seeing and grieved in the spirit. So speak demonstrate live your faith loud like mm. live it loud do not have a theology of apology but uh, honor god before men like acts acts talks about Acts 16 says it's better to obey god than man for sure and you can take that right through romans 13 mm. and have an objective understanding about it. everyone's quoting romans 13 like like that's wonderful 13 1 to obey those that are in rule over you but not at the expense of your faith sure yeah that's right just, daniel uh, good lord daniel. standing up that's all he did was stand up. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to kill anybody. He didn't have to fight in a war. The boss says everybody will get down when you hear the horns. He says, I will not bow down. You better bow down. The next time those horns come, you best bow down. I will not. Yeah. That's all we have to do. Mordecai, right? The, the three Shadrach, Hebrew, Meshach, and Abednego. Three Hebrew boys, yeah. King, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. If we're we not going to answer you. <laughs> it's like we, you know, if we die, or we're delivered unto our right. Lord. He can, know? he is able to save us. But if he isn't, we'll be in the presence of Christ. Yeah. The next moment. What do we have to worry about? I mean, I got to say this, and, and we got to close up here. But 
people are afraid of death. And it's just, oh my I think they're, the morbidity of what we're seeing today, like, you know, somehow my breath can somehow contaminate you mm. or, you know, seeing people with shields and masks and, and <laughs> oh, wrap yourself in saran wrap for all I care. <laughs> Bubble boy. Yeah. Bubble boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like, we're, we're, we're not condemning those people. It's just no. sad. Yeah. It's just sad. I want to go out and find them and say, you know what? There's it's, a better way. Oh yeah. There's such a better way. The matters of life and death are God's hands. God determines who lives and who dies. Not not a disease, not not and even like when oh I got to exercise and I got to work out and I got to stay in shape so I can live longer. You haven't added a hair to your hair to your head. You haven't added a day to your life with that. You know, exercising the body benefits a little, right? The masks and all this other stuff, that's not going to extend your life at all. God determines when you go. So just let's have a better quality of life by following after Christ and following after love and loving our neighbors and our friends and coworkers and letting God determine the high lofty things of life and death. It has yes. nothing to do with us. Yes. It's so much above our pay grade. Don't worry about that. Let's love the people around us that are still breathing. Yeah. And that's a distinctive statement. Who are we pointing to? Are we pointing to ourselves? Are we pointing to the cultural narrative mm-hmm. that's anti-Christ? Or are we pointing to scripture? Yeah. John, great having you today. If you are interested, uh, and I encourage the listening audience outside Churchianity, it is an awesome cast. You're on all kinds of platforms, and um, you can Google it, or do you have a website? Outsidechurchianity.us is the website. And if you have questions and comments, it's outsidechurchianity at gmail.com. Cool. All right, John, always good having you. I love it. It's I hope fun. we provoked. I know you stirred me up here. Good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we stirred up our listening audience and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.